0: Ben Videotech's viral video of modders in GT Online. Did you guys see the, uh, viral clip of GT Online? I think it was on Reddit. It got, uh, 60,000 upvotes from, uh, I don't know if video, uh, Ben put it on Reddit themselves, but it got really big there. The best part is at 15 seconds. Look how shit Twitter quality is. Goddamn. Look at this. It's like a mirror world, like Inception. There's a random boat in the air? Is it more than one? (laughs) Even in the middle of the world being destroyed and falling apart, Agatha's worried about a casino. I mean, in this case, worry might be actually justified. But yeah, this is fucking crazy what modders can still do. And on Reddit, people were like, Man, Rockstar has no anti-cheat and people debating whether they could actually have one with peer-to-peer. I am the funniest person who has ever lived. Please make a train noise. Hey, I'm a train. Brrr. There you go. (laughs) So dumb! I've never seen someone laugh at his own jokes as much as Matt, but it's not fair. Because I'm the funniest person who's ever lived. I remember actually when I was down in Melbourne, people were discussing making videos about their own content. And uh, someone was like, oh, you know, I, I just cringe so much. Like, I think in the moment, it's so funny. But afterwards, I'm like, this isn't funny. And it's just so cringy to work on. I'm like, I don't feel that at all. I can watch my own content, like my old videos and laugh at them. People will write comments like, oh, this was so funny and link like, 13 minutes in, and I will click that link, watch 13 minutes in, and laugh with him. I hate when people are like, Oh, I really love that moment where X happens, and they don't link it. Something like, oh, about, but I want to watch it again! Fuck you! The new GTA Online update was my idea. Did you hear, chat, that apparently with the newest DLC that's coming out for GTA Online, it's meant to be something about, uh, playing as one of the... corrupt FIB agents, or CIA agents, or whatever the fuck it's called. All I'm saying is, I had that idea and I suggested that as content for GT Online. All I'm saying is, you're welcome chat. I was the first person ever to have that idea and that's why they're implementing it into the game. I am a special snowflake with nothing but original ideas. Call me Kevin's Dark Viper AU Cosplay. Someone sent me a clip, I don't know if it's an old clip. I can't, I cannot put on sleeves right now, I'm um, doing my Dark Viper um, cosplay because it is boiling suddenly that man's fashion sense makes perfect sense to me black tank tops so people can go back to saying i copied dark Viber. like just when i am just like when i did the chaos mod (laughs) Uh, we even have the same hairline i hope people didn't actually give him shit for doing chaos mod or something because that'd be really dumb it might just be because we share a large amount of our audience, or whatever. He's one of the people in the back end who uh, it always says my viewers watch a lot because obviously I don't own Chaos Mod. I wasn't even the first person to do it. But <laughs> the tank top thing was funny. Now, see, I told you, it's practical and fashionable, and always will be. The death of my Steam community page. So for those unaware, I used to have a Steam community page. It was called Dark Viper Eighty Eight Stream. I made it when I was trying to get partner on Twitch. The partner manager at the time was like, oh, you not, you're just not there exactly, you know, maybe you should do some other social media. So I made like a Discord, a Steam, and that may have been also why I made Twitter. I'm not sure if I already had Twitter or not, but regardless, I made a bunch of social medias. This one I never really did much with. I had 824 members. The posts were just like this from me my stream name being like, hey, I'm live. And the last one I did was December 2017. So it had been five years since I posted anything. But there were a bunch of people typing weird shit. He sucks dick for a living and stuff. And I was just like, okay, maybe I should get rid of this because it's completely unmoderated. I also posted some links to my old YouTube videos, January 2017. But yeah, so I, uh, I wiped the entire thing and deleted it. So it's gone now. If you want to enjoy that, too late. The memories of a bunch of random posts about my stream being live and now dead, rip. Spending money to fix my teeth. Would you guys like to see an improvement on my teeth? I'm sure the answer's no, but you're gonna look, chat. You have no choice. <laughs> Here's my teeth, chat. You can see how they're slightly slanted this way, and uh, there's gaps here and gaps here. That's that's not how a good Mouth is meant to be. So over seven months, which will probably end up being a little bit longer because I'm not going to leave them in 24 hours. It's going to go like this: bang, bang, then, 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 then. I still think it looks like it's slightly crooked that way, but I don't think it is. now see you can see like when it goes fast What do you think this is going to cost, chat? Seven thousand dollars over the course of seven eight months. But you gotta understand chat, it's a business expense, so it's a little bit cheaper than that. Remember when things are business expenses, they're not free, because this is for my appearance chat, I'm an influencer. I gotta look sexy for the audience, right? Actually, I'm assuming it's a business expense, I haven't talked to my accountant, but I will uh, I'll be like, hey yo, I'm doing this for the fans! Returning to Cyberpunk 2077. May I should go back to playing Cyberpunk 2077 chat? Most of you haven't even seen that footage, because it was in one of the compilations for how this, uh, for, uh, this is what you missed. Didn't enjoy it all that much, but I mean, the game has been patched, uh, like, 57 times by now, and there's a lot of mods, so you never know. Twitch introducing pinned chat messages. I guess this is just, there's a chat message, and you're like, that's cool, and you pin it, so it stays there, and people can check it out whenever they want to. I think we'll make this a channel points reward thing, where you can spend a certain amount of points, and then it will, You know, you can pay to have your message. It's not actual money, of course, it's just, you know, fake currency. To have your message at the top. So maybe I'll save one for myself each stream to be like, hey, I've released a new video. You know, the others for people in chat or something. Elon Musk attempting to back out of buying Twitter. Oh, Elon backing out of Twitter? It's gonna be very interesting to see if he can actually do that. Because he signed all the papers. Twitter was very open about the amount of bots that is on the platform. Elon also waived due diligence before he signed, meaning that he had all the time in the world to investigate and chose specifically not to. But Elon's like, nah, there's more bots than what they say because cause I know, dude. I know my heart of hearts. So I'm pulling out. Even though, like, one of the things that Elon said he wanted to tackle by buying Twitter is the amount of bots on the platform. As in, he already knew this shit. It wasn't like after he talked to them, he learned that there's bots on Twitter. Like, that theory where people say that This was just a way for him to sell his Tesla stock without having a completely free fall with people thinking he's bailing on it because the stock is bad or something. Because as long as you have a good reason for selling your stock, the market isn't necessarily going to react as if this is a cataclysmic event or something, right? If the market sees no reason why you're selling your stock and you start mass selling, everyone else is going to mass sell. Because, you know, they're worried that there's something that they don't know that's... Suggested the company is going to do badly and everyone else is going to sell their stock and all that, you know? Conspiracy theories, but it makes so much sense because Tesla stock is so massively overvalued. It is like the biggest bubble within a bubble that is the stock market. At this point, Elon Musk is being forced to buy Twitter. Who who knows how that's going to work out because it's got to go to the courts now. Bare minimum, Twitter is going to receive a billion dollars, but like, surely they're going to argue that they deserve more than what's in the contracts because. A a deal where you're selling the company, you have to do things to prepare for that. And that all takes time and effort and for Elon to just jerk it away, you know. It has, has negative consequences for the company. But they're refusing to release data that he wants. Are they though? They're refusing to release data he wants and now that they're suing him to make him buy, they will be required to release the data. I mean, clearly they're not worried about releasing the data then. If they're willing to sue him and release the data, the data can't be concerning to them. Is Twitter holding back data from Elon Musk. The data stream has been available for years to companies that pay Twitter for the ability to analyze it to find patterns and insights in the daily conversation. They along with some analysts and Silicon Valley insiders say that Musk is using the data request as a pretext to wiggle out of the deal or to negotiate a lower price. Oh, actually there's a YouTube channel I can recommend. If you want to know more about Elon pulling out of his Twitter deal and all that and how bullshit his claims are, watch this video. Um, Patrick Boyle, what, do you used to be, he used to be, used to be uh, um, hedge fund manager, a university pres- professor, and a former investment banker. Um, he has some really great videos about finance, and he has this dry wit, which I just find very endearing. I highly recommend this channel, but this video, also quite funny, um, as are all his videos about Elon Musk's uh, deal. But, uh, yeah, just uh, to tack this on to the discussion we were having yesterday about Elon's, uh, bullshit. The brutal fact about watching anime... It feels as though with anime sometimes that you just have to ignore the... the more cringy, weird stuff that comes out of Japan. Because you can have like an amazing show, and there can just be one... weird ass fucking aspect of it, you can just go, just ignore it. Like, One Piece. And, uh, Brooke's obsession with panties or whatever. It's cringe every fucking time. But, uh, the show, otherwise, is amazing. Mental slowness. I still feel mentally slow chat. Maybe I should go back to taking caffeine. Maybe my mental slowness actually appeared during the period where uh, I stopped caffeine. There are some healthy options though. I mean caffeine soft drink with no sugars fine. Many studies suggest that caffeine actually improves cognitive task performance, memory, attention span in the short term. But again, it could be all in my head, not in terms of, uh, you know, well I mean it is all in my head, but I mean just a figment of my imagination. You can never tell. Am I just as sharp as I always was, but I'm just, you know, it's all on my head or is this finaster stuff affecting me negatively or Is the caffeine affecting me? I don't know. The awkward conspiracies creators make to explain declining viewership. Something happened yesterday, which I think is the first time this has happened, right? Maybe a little bit controversial, but I'm gonna tell you the story anyway. So, I get recommended a lot of videos from creators where the creators are like, I'm quitting YouTube, I'm done, this sucks. Basically, any video where a creator is complaining about YouTube or their channel doing poorly or that they're leaving, that's like crack to me. Especially because, you know, I wanna stay on the platform. So if I can view someone else's mistakes, uh, that's good. It can help inform me and I can make good choices moving forward. But I got recommended this video yesterday. I'm not gonna say what video it was, he starts the video by saying, like, Oh, I've got proof that YouTube's suppressing my channel, man! The the, the head honchos that YouTube just giving all my views to the celebrities, bro! I'm like, oh, I am not even interested to see this stuff, okay. And it's like eight minutes in, I'm like, he's still... He hasn't he isn't shown anything yet, he's still just going on and on and on. Okay, oh, eight minutes, okay, here's the evidence. And so he goes on to say things that are just entirely wrong about how YouTube's analytics work and how the YouTube algorithm works in general. We all debate on exactly how the algorithm works and all that jazz, but this is, like, basic stuff that you'd know. Especially because he had over a million subs, you should know this stuff. And I'm like, this dude believes himself to be- being oppressed by YouTube because he just doesn't understand how the algorithm works. The- the analytics he's pointing to, he's like, this doesn't make any sense, the click-through rate of this video is, like, higher and this one's lower. I'm like, that makes perfect sense if you just know how the algorithm works. The dude seems like the sort of guy who would fucking hate to be told that they're wrong. But, you know, he's not, happy. he's not He's not doing well. The information I have will probably help him. So I start writing a comment, and I start explaining all the things about how the algorithm works, what, what those analytics actually mean, why his videos are performing this way and that, that he keeps pointing out. Um, and then I get like half an hour into the video. Here's the controversial part. And he starts talking about his politics. And I was like... Ugh. I'm just gonna delete that comment and uh, stop writing this email. I'm not that political these days with my content, but uh, dude possessed political beliefs that I really don't agree with. Greater enabling his message to propagate on YouTube would not be in, I believe, society's best interest. In any other context, it wouldn't matter your political beliefs. I'd I'd help you out. But when my helping you out would have negative ramifications on (laughs) the lives of other people, especially because it was from my country. I was just like, gonna give this one a miss. I help out enough people. If I got more granular, it'd be obvious the video I'm talking about, but goddamn, there is so much that is unknowable about the wider YouTube ecosystem um, and things you have to infer and, and, and that are suggestive and people debate about. But this video, basic stuff that is known to be true based off like papers that YouTube released six years ago, that white paper, whatever. Or just or just stuff they'll just outright tell you about how the platform works. Or stuff that if, if you look at your analytics, more than the analytics he was looking at, you can infer yourself, he didn't know. And everyone in the YouTube uh, comment section were like, oh yeah, man, you can see they're, they're beating up on you, bro, suppressing your videos. Because the YouTube audience doesn't know either. Because why would they? Because why would you make it your, your life's goal or something to understand how YouTube works when you're just watching it, you know? <laughs> Battling to become relevant on YouTube Shorts. So for those who are unaware, I have a fairly successful TikTok. It has 550 thousand followers or whatever, but followers aren't really important on TikTok. Uh, You can find people with 3 million followers who are getting um, like no views or whatever because a substantial amount of people just use the for you page as opposed to the follower page. Similar to how on YouTube it's all recommendations rather than subscribers or whatever. When I say all, I mean, you know, it's like 90% recommendations, 10% subscribers. But I've always wanted to be successful on YouTube shorts because uh, I've seen people pop off hugely with that shit. And I was very successful with my Clips channel. Uh, My Clips channel did really well for a very long time until, you know, a lot more competition came in, so it tanks. And I just had less content, like I I oversaturated the market, but whatever. It's not important. But basically, I released this video, my first short ever on my main channel. And it's actually done pretty well. And because of this, I'm probably going to keep doing this, where whenever I release a facts and glitches video, I'm going to release one of the facts as a short alongside it. I've had an issue recently reaching new people. And the shorts does seem to uh, enable me to do that. Maybe because... The algorithm's different from the normal, the normal part of the website, which you may have realized, like when you first start using shorts, you aren't getting recommended the same content that you get in the normal YouTube section, right? But you can see how you don't get any money from YouTube shorts, but that's not the point, right? Why just one? I do not want to spend too much time making YouTube shorts. A facts and glitches video will make, you know, 50 times this amount of money. So I want to put out more shorts on the main channel but uh, not have it take up too much of my time, it can't be a main focus. Most of you will probably know that I have a shorts channel, and it has never been successful. It's weird because I uploaded the exact same content, the exact same content, that I put on TikTok onto this channel, and it never did well. I got like one video that popped off, maybe two, which for me is at least suggestive, I've overused this content, like, I mean, I put it on my main channel, I put it on TikTok, I put it on clips, and then I put it on shorts. Surely people are sick of what a lot of these clips are showing. The second, though, is these videos weren't made, weren't made for shorts, the 9 by 16 ratio. The reason why, on my main channel, the video did a lot better is because that was the first video I made for 9 x 16. The entire video's construction, the, the captions and stuff, um, everything was, I want this short to do well. But with these, it's just, here's content that I made before in 16x9, I'm just going to convert it very quickly into 9x16. And clearly it just didn't do as well. It's not my fault, YouTube Shorts of Recommendations have always been weird, but it is my fault. I mean, this is suggestive, is suggestive of that to a degree, where I lazily threw together my already existing content into 9x16, and the second I actually tried to make something for that format, it's done very well. I'm not sure I'll delete this channel or something, but but if you just got lucky this time? Yeah, exactly. It's possible. That's why it's suggestive, not uh, an absolute fact based on. I mean, I'd say the short I made had a lot going for it because it was a very interesting short. Would I ever just make content for myself? Man, if when in your career do you think you'll make videos exclusively for yourself and ignore the algorithm completely? Or is that part of the enjoyment of content creation? If I make something good, I want other people to see it. Why would I just make something for myself? I'm, I'm living the experience of making it. I like making other people happy. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also, leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.